Today's saint is Saint Rose of Lima, the Princess of Penance. She lived in the late 1500s. When she was baptized, her mom and dad named her Isabel. But the kid was just so beautiful that she got a nickname called Rose. It says here in Butler's Lives of the Saints, it says, As a child, when Rose was very little, her silence under a painful surgical operation proved the thirst for her suffering. As a little kid, she understood redemptive suffering. Remember the definition of redemptive suffering? I unite my sufferings to Jesus' sufferings, and it helps people in a spiritual way. Remember, every soul has a price tag on it. The price tag's got to be paid. We, we participate in that through redemptive suffering. We can help save souls with Jesus. So we got to be like Ro St. Rose of Lima, people of penance. St. Rose's family was really poor. So as soon as she could work, she went to work. She did not have an easy life. It says, in spite of life's hardships and austerities, she probably worked 12, 12, 15 hours a day, her beauty ripened with increasing age, and she was much and openly admired. From fear of vanity, Rose cut off her hair, blistered her face with pepper, and her hands with lime. For further security, she enrolled herself in the Third Order of St. Dominic. And she took St. Catherine of Siena as her model and redoubled her penances. St. Rose basically lived on the Eucharist. She did not eat much at all. She fasted all the time. All her sufferings were offered to God for the conversion of sinners. And the thought of the multitudes in hell was ever before her soul. St. Rose of Lima, the Princess of Penance. Today's Gospel is from Matthew 23. Jesus speaks, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut the kingdom of heaven against men. For you yourselves do not enter in, and those that are going in, you suffer not to enter. Wow. Can you say modernism? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour the houses of widows, praying long prayers. For this you shall receive the greater judgment. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you go round about the sea and land to make one convert. And when he is made, you make him a child of hell two times worse than yourself. Reminds you RCIA, doesn't it? Woe to you, blind guides, that say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But he that shall swear by the gold of the temple is a debtor. You foolish and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever shall swear by the gift that is upon the altar is a debtor. You foolish and blind, for whether is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. He therefore that sweareth by the altar, sweareth by it, and by all things that are upon it. And whosoever shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth in it. 
And he that sweareth by heaven sweareth by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth thereon. And all I can say about this reading is avoid modernism like the plague. Modernism is a denial of truth. It's a denial of the deposit of faith is what it is. Okay, you could read it like this. Woe to you, modernists. Woe to you, Catholic modernists. You shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You yourselves don't enter in, and those that are going in, you suffer not to enter. Woe to you, modernist Catholics. You hypocrites. You go around sea and land to make one convert. When he's made, you make him a child of hell, two times worse than yourself. You got to stick to the deposit of faith. What Jesus gave his apostles. And speaking of the deposit of faith, here it is in the Baltimore Catechism. This uh, lesson starts sacraments in general, starting on the section of the sacraments. What is a sacrament? Answer, a sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Jesus that gives grace. Okay, gives sanctifying grace. How many sacraments are there? Okay, we know this stuff. There's seven. Baptism. Confession, Eucharist, Confirmation, Marriage, Holy Orders, Anointing the Sick, or Extreme Unction, you can call it, too. Where do the sacraments get the power of giving grace? Answer, through the merits of Jesus Christ. What kind of grace do the sacraments give? Answer, says some of the sacraments give sanctifying grace, others increase sanctifying grace in our souls. So they give sanctifying grace. Some increase it, and some give it when you don't have it. What are the sacraments that give sanctifying grace? They give you sanctifying grace when you don't have sanctifying grace. What are those sacraments? They are two. Baptism and confession. Okay? And these sacraments are also known as sacraments of the dead. It says, why are they called sacraments of the dead? It says, baptism and confession are called sacraments of the dead because they take away sin, which is the death of the soul, and give grace, which is life. So in other words, there's only two sacraments you can receive when you're not in a state of grace, confession or baptism. And it says, the sacraments that increase sanctifying grace in our souls, they are the other five. Confirmation, Eucharist, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony. They're called sacraments of the living because you have to be in the state of grace to receive those five sacraments. It says, whoever receives a sacrament of the living in mortal sin commits a sacrilege, which is a great sin because it is, 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 it is an abuse of a sacred thing. It says, besides sanctifying grace, the sacraments also give another kind of grace called sacramental grace. So the next question is, what is sacramental grace? Sacramental grace is a special help which God gives to attain the end for which he instituted each sacrament. You could look at it as like this. It's like sacramental grace is kind of like an actual grace that comes from the sacrament. In addition to the sanctifying grace. Do the sacraments always give grace? Yes, the sacraments always give grace if we receive them with the right dispositions. Can we receive the sacraments more than once? 
says yes, except for three of them. Baptism, confirmation, and holy orders. So why can't, why can't you receive those more than once? Because those three leave a mark on the soul. What are these marks? It's a spiritual mark. It remains forever. Baptism will mark you as a child of God. And confirmation will mark you as a soldier of God. And holy orders marks you as a minister of God. And these marks last forever. They never go away.